0: Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's Word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com.
1: The energy in this room. What's happening this morning, guys? I'm not really sure what's going on this morning. I'm feeling it too, but you know what? It's going to be okay. Up here with me, thanks. Behind me is good, thanks. You might want to walk up here. Just put it back over here. How are you guys feeling? Yeah, pretty good? Well, how many of you guys are Excited? Expecting? Well, I have a very fun message to talk to you guys about this morning, so I just need you to shake it off real quick. Shake it off. That dust. So we're in the middle of a series called Marked, and um, I can tell you that this message has been marking me, (laughs) ha, 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 because right now I'm even like currently going through some... Things like physically, uh, when it comes to um, my shoulder, uh, started messing up the other day. Um, but how many of you guys know? Um, we talked about this a couple weeks ago that even though sometimes you know that God has marked you, there are hits of life that can leave you deflated, right? Like sometimes when you end up with a, a bill that you were like thinking wasn't going to come and then it came or like something unexpected, you know, your car broke down or you had an issue at home, right? Um, those financial things can, can deflate you or maybe the rejection. Maybe it was like where you got rejected and then rejected and then rejected. Like you're making the applications, right? You're trying to make the sale, but what ends up keeping happening is that nothing's happening. (laughs) It's like you are giving your best efforts, but then on top of your best efforts, it's like all you're facing is fear and rejection, right? So what do we do with that? And so I, I came to tell you, come on, shake it off, wake up, because why? We have to go where God's calling us to go, to be and accomplish what God is calling us to become and accomplish, amen? How many of you guys believe that God has called you for such a time as this, right? Like, it's not an accident that you hear, it's not an accident that you that you tuned in this morning, you're we are watching us online, welcome, we're so glad that you're here. It's not an accident that you're even listening to this later on, because I know that God is doing something very specific in and through me. The question is this, though, do you believe that for yourself? Because so many times, it's like we say one thing out of one side of our mouth, but then on the other side of our mouth or in our brain, like in our heart, it's like we're doubting God. We're like wondering, is it ever actually going to come to pass? And I came here this morning to tell you, baby, you are marked. You have got to step up to the plate. You have got to possess and own the call of God in your life. Come on, wake up. This is for you. Tell your neighbor it's for you. The call of God on your life is, it, this is, this can't just be about preacher or pastor Andrew. This can't just be about Stephen Furtick. This can't just be about upper room. This can't be about elevation. This can't be about how they're doing something, about how they used to do something. Come on, I know the 60s and 70s, the 80s, they were great. We saw the hand of God. We saw the move of God in the 90s and even the 2000s. But now I believe that God is asking us. I believe that God is asking you, not just us. Let's not let's not make this a possessive thing where we're trying to own this a, a, as as a team. Let's recognize that when it comes down to caring revival. Come on, how many of you guys want to see revival break free, break forth in our nation? Yeah. Few of you. Okay, cool. I'm glad that you're here. For the rest of you, <laughs> let's let's lean into this. <laughs> we need God in America, do we not? We need God in our schools. We need God in our families. We need something to break forth and shift that would that would cancel, the cancel culture. Come on. We, we need the, the awakening. We need a great awakening. But before that can take place, you and I have to take ownership of this call of God on our life. When it comes to David being marked, yeah, David was marked and he was king. He was anointed. And just for those of you who don't know what it means to be marked is to have the favor of God. The anointing of God has to deal with favor about how God's approval, approval is on your life. I've preached long and hard on Luke four eighteen about how the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. Come on, you ought to say that God has anointed me. Because it's true. It's not about a feeling, it's a, it's, it's a fact of matter. Because God made you in his image. He made you to bear his image to the nations. But if that doesn't bear witness with you in front of the mirror, how are we gonna take this to the, to the world? If, if God's image does not bear witness to you in front of the mirror, how can we expect other people to believe it when we don't ourselves? Am I, am I making sense to anybody up here? Okay. Help me out. So, being marked is not so much so about how other people are called. It's about how you're called. Tell your neighbor you're called. You're marked. You ought to shout I'm marked if you feel I'm marked in the room this morning. Come on. Because I I get it. I get it that that the hits of life come. I get it that that things get tough, that you go through trials, that that things don't make sense. How many of you guys are looking around your life right now and you're like things don't make sense, Right? There are things in your life that don't make sense, but just because of the things that don't make sense, right? The expectations. You didn't expect life to be this way. You thought you were gonna be somewhere else in life at this point, right? Just because of that, it doesn't negate the truth. See, facts and truth are two different things. The fact is... My shoulder feels a certain way. The fact is, you got rejected. The fact is, you're out of work. The fact is, all this. But, but what does the truth of God's word say? God is my shepherd. God is my provider. God is my healer. Come on, He is the great I am, and He does not fail. And if that is the one we serve, then the truth of who he is and who he's called us to be and what he's called us to accomplish on earth must come to pass. Come on. You ought to say it's going to come. It's going to come to pass. And it's, he's going to use me. But the truth of the matter is that it's going to cost you. And, and, I, and I know that, that um, that's not a popular thing to think about, about the cost. But in Luke 4, 8, uh, 4 Luke 14, sorry, Luke 14, verse 25. This has a large crowd. Somebody say large crowd. large crowd. A large crowd is following Jesus. And um, many of us, how many of you guys like to like feel alone, like to stand out, like to be, you know, the one that is like looking different from everybody else? Anybody? A few of you, you know, you weirdos. <laughs> I like to fit in. I, I'm like, hey, I want to be cool. I want to I be in the crowd. Like, I want to belong. Like, I'm a big belonger. It's, my, it's a little weakness of mine. Uh, it's my personality trait, I love to be at the center of attention. And so most people, um, in fact, uh, a few years ago, uh, there was a poll that 78% of people in America would say they're followers of Jesus. And so most people are in this place where they're following Jesus. And he turned around and said to them, Luke 4, 1425, uh, if you want to be my disciple. And so what Jesus is getting ready to do is to try and help people take a step. Somebody say, take a step. Because if you want to be a follower of Jesus, he doesn't want you to just fit in the crowd. He wants you to take a step. And so he's trying to um, warn them that this step uh, comes with some prerequisites. Um, so there's a lot of people that say they want to do that. So Verse 26, he said, um, if you want to be a disciple, you must, by comparison, and that's a big emphasis here, I'll get to that in a minute, hate everyone else, your father, your mother, your wife, your children, your brothers, your sisters, yes, even your own life. And again, I emphasize, by comparison, God is not telling you to hate people. And and this is important that we recognize you shouldn't just write people off. God's command is to love people. By, By comparison, if you want to be the disciple of Jesus, then you have to hate them how much in comparison to how much you love him. He says, otherwise, if you don't do this, you can't be my disciple. Berk, hold on a second. That's that's a price. That's something that we, we we're gonna have to count that cost. So verse 27 says, if you don't carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. Another big differentiation, verse 28, but don't begin and tell you somebody help me out. Count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it. Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money, and then everyone would laugh at you, and they would say, there's the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. Or, what king would go to war against another king without sitting down with his counselors to discuss whether his army of 10,000 could defeat 20,000 soldiers marching against him? And if he can't, he will send a delegation to discuss terms of peace while the enemy is still far away. So you cannot become my disciples without giving up everything you own. Let's pray. Lord, this is a hard thing you're asking us to do. Giving up what we own and taking a step to be your disciple is not something we can do on your own. We need help. You ought to just tell them this morning, God, I need help. Help us, Lord. Help us to be who you've called us to be, to do what you've called us to do, to go where you've called us to go. And all who believe that in Jesus' name, amen. So um, I have a little fun analogy to talk to you guys about because how many of you guys like shopping? I'm a a shopper um, in uh, some ways because I like fitting in. I like feeling good. I like looking good. And I think that marked is a lot like this. I think being marked is a lot like this. I think that when we think about the process of the palace, we like to think about what it is going to feel like and how it looks to sit on the throne. How many of you guys like to have a position of honor? You know that it's it's good to be known by people, right? Like, I don't want to be nobody. Anybody? You like you like being nobody? In some regards, perhaps. You know, they're like, I don't, like, sometimes I need to, you know, have my safe place. I get that. But when it comes to this whole thing about being marked and being called by God, how many of you guys are like, you know what? Like, you know, I'm fine. Like, I don't, you know, I don't really want God's purpose and plan for my life, right? We, we, want, we want what it means to be marked. We want to be used by God. How many of you guys have ever dreamed or thought about, you know, getting on stage and preaching to millions to thousands and, and, and seeing the, the altar filled with the lost? I mean, we want that. We want to reach the lost. We want to be used by God, do we not? But the fact of the matter is, is that when we put on that mark, when we possess and own that calling of God for our life, it comes with a price tag. And, you know, a few years ago, it's been quite a few now at this point, I I was I I was searching for that in, in so many ways, not not the mark of being used by God, but the mark of fitting in. And, and I went to some great lengths to get there because there were people that I saw, they had cars, they had girls, they had glasses. And I thought, you know what, if I could get some of that, then then I could fit in, I could have approval. And I was willing to pay pay a, a, a really high price tag. I think I had like $400 in my name and I ended up spending like 200 of those dollars on a pair of sunglasses. They said Prada and I thought, man, this is going to make me important, but at the end of the day, I was left empty. And I think so many times what we can do is we can we can pay a price for things, whether that be clothes that make us look snazzy, or whether that be a relationship that, that you think will fulfill you. Maybe it's, it's a hobby that you're trying to fulfill your life with. but I, I no matter what it is that you're trying to fulfill your life with, so many times the, the, that price is unaffordable. And when I say unaffordable, I'm talking about like you spending half of what you own on something that doesn't fulfill you. Like, like you can't afford to pay that price because at the, at the end of the day, it's just too high. And I, I think that so many times in life, this world especially, it tries to vie for our, our affection and our attention and we go after it. We pay the price, staying up night, staying up late at night, binging. You know, going after what it looks like on the gram, so I can have that. So I can have a picture perfect life, where at the end of the day, you're left longing for love. And, and what what I think this boils down to is that we want the promise without paying the price. Like I know that God has has instilled something inside of me for a godly marriage, but the price that comes with waiting for marriage, that's, that's costly. It's like passing up everything that looks good and you're, you're left looking, you know, with rags, waiting for the promise of God. And so we, we take something, we take a counterfeit, we take something that we can't afford to pay for, put it on credit, and end up f- left feeling empty. How many, of you guys, how many of you guys have ever felt empty? You've gone after something and, and you thought, you know, it was going to fulfill you, but yet you left feeling empty. Maybe you're in this place this morning and you're feeling empty. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I have a little secret. There's, there's somebody who paid a price to help you feel fulfilled, and his name is Jesus. And I want to talk to you a, a, about that today, about how, being marked is going to cost you, but the cost is ultimately too high for you. A lot of people like to talk about the wedding pictures or, you know, that, 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 that job, that salary. But have you thought about the price that it's going to take for you to get that salary job of all those years of going to school, of all that time away from your family, and your loved ones, you end up building a life that you don't even get to live in. Or the wedding pictures that you have idolized growing up. Or maybe you're wanting that picture-perfect life and you're trying to do anything it takes to get there. But what about the price of having to love someone for the rest of your life? And I'm talking about living selflessly, right? Like, that's a really high price tag. Nobody talks, like, we like to talk about the Instagram, the, the pictures and about... The wedding that, that costs way too much, but like, it's going to be worth it. But what about the day in, day out, living with a person that annoys you and you have to go to sleep with them and wake up to them? And you're like, well, I thought it was going to be different than that. It's wanting that promise without paying the price. I'm not saying that we shouldn't chase after the call of God on our life, but I'm saying that we need to count the costs. And so being marked, number one, is going to cost you. Being marked is going to cost you. You need to write that down. A couple different things that it's going to cost you today. I want to talk to you about that. Because Jesus said, verse 28, Luke 14, don't begin until you count the cost. Don't begin until you count the cost. You need to take a very close look at what it is that God's calling you to approach. The call that God's placed on your life. It comes with a cost. Being marked is going to cost you. And if you want to go from just reading about it from just looking back at old stories, thinking about old stories, looking at videos of the good old days versus what God is calling you to live in here and now. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you your your ways of thinking, your patterns, your plants. I want to get into some of those things. And young people, those of you who are in here who are more attached to your phone than you're not, if you want a life that that seems good, that feels good, that looks good, it's going to cost you. Because if you want to go from just posting about it and looking at it to being it and living it, it's going to cost you. I would dare say that it will cost you some time away from your precious device. Some isolation, some alone time with just the Father. The number one thing that I want to talk to you about today is the fact that Being marked is going to cost you your plans. Watch this. Proverbs 19, verse 21 in the Passion says that a person may have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the design of God's purpose will succeed in the end. In other words, you can have your plan or you can have God's purpose, but you can't have both. That's a hard one for me to get. Like, I, I have my days scheduled out, and I have a certain plan in my mind for how things are supposed to go, For even on a week-to-week basis, on how a Sunday morning is going to go. I have my plan in mind. But the question I have to continually ask myself, that you and I need to continually ask ourselves, is do we want our plan, or do we want God's purpose? Verse 26, Jesus says this in Luke 14, If you want to be my disciple, you must, somebody help me out, by comparison... Somebody say that by comparison? Yes. Hate everyone else. Now this is related to the statement of costing you your plan, because Jesus is talking to a bunch of people that identify their plan that God has for their life based off of their own family name, so much so that their spot, their guarantee to eternity in heaven, is based off of their family name, and it doesn't really matter how they live. right? I've never been guilty of that, right? Where it's like, you know, like, (laughs) Jeremiah uh, 29, 11. I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you. You've said that so much so that you're like, yes, I know those plans. When it says that the Lord knows those plans, not you. You don't know God's plans for your life. They're more, they're more that you can understand, more that you can fathom. God's ways are higher that means they're better than your ways. How many of you guys want God's purpose in your life and not your plan, right? So it's going to cost you. And so he's talking to a bunch of, a bunch of Jewish people that are like, well, you know, because of my family name, you know, we're, we're fishermen. So that means God's plan for my life is that I'm going to be a fisherman. When you know clear and well, God has told you that he wants you to go and open up a shop in the market. You know, I want you to go and, be, and, and do design. Now, now, Lord, you know where I live right now. So uh, this is the plan that you need to come bless. And this is literally what we say. We get in a place where we're like, I know the plans that I have for me. Because, like, I have money. Like, my family has money. So that means that my plan is, I don't have to go over there and do that. Watch out now. So... Um, I'm gonna I wanna say it like this. So I think that a lot of times it's like it looks like this where we we try being marked on. We're like, man, like I like how this looks. Like my plan for me, God's plan for me looks good. I mean, this looks good, right? Like I'm feeling this. The black and the red, like the tans, like a good color combo going on right now. Like being marked. Like the call of God on my life. I can see it right now. And then you go to look at the price tag, and it's like, stay planted. Like, hold on a second. Like, Lord, you know ain't nothing going on in Beaumont. Like, you know there is mess in my family right now. Like, there is mess in this relationship right now. Stay planted. But you know, like, my plan is to go there, do that, have this, you know, have some fun, God, like stay planted, like in this relationship, like, like Lord, you know, like your will is for, like you're good, God, and what I'm experiencing right now isn't good, so like stay planted, like you mean when, when things get tough, when things get difficult, watch this, Psalms 103 talk, or, or not 103, Psalms 103 talks about this that when trees are planted along the riverbank, and this is somebody who stays committed. This is somebody who stays planted when things get tough. When God's telling you, even though the grass is greener over there, the move is over there. Like, you're thinking, oh man, that's the move. Because all your friends and your family, they've heard from God, and God's called them there. And you're like, I'm sure. And he's like, no, stay planted. you're like, "Uh, (laughs) the devil is a liar. Hold on a second. Like, like, look at it's like, is there like another having reading problems. But watch this. The grass isn't greener just because, like it looks good. The grass is greener in obedience. And obedience produces this: When you stay planted, you bear fruit each season. Come on, somebody help me out. You're what? Your leafs never wither. You always look good, even when there's a recession, even when the economy is tanking. Come on. You prosper in all you do if you want. Somebody help you out. You stay planted. Stay committed when things get tough. Young people, remember this. Walk away with this. When life gets difficult, don't just make a move just because it's easier, just because it looks good over there, just because Houston is banging. Just because it's popping over there, you're like, I gotta get out of Beaumont's. I believe that God is trying to speak to those of us in this room who are part of this community and and the family that is Trinity and would tell us, stay planted. Remember, uh, uh, not just six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, I preached a message called Waiting Faith. How many of you guys feel like the waiting needs to be over now, right? You're like, I am tired of waiting. It is hard. But I believe that for, for each and every single one of us, we need to understand that if we're going to be who God's called us to be, to go where he's called us to go, this mark comes with a cost. And our plan, our plan can, cannot just be the plan that it's supposed to stay. Like, if, if our plan, think about this, Macy, think about this. If your plan was always the right plan, you'd be God. You wouldn't need him. But we know, and I, I said this already, God's ways are higher than ours. How many of you guys want better ways? Well, start, start sacrificing because the, the, the cost is your plan. The number two thing that is going to cost you is your patterns. And this is, a, this is a hard one. I feel like I insert like an easy one and then a hard one and then another easy one. So this one's a harder one. So your patterns are your, your preferences and your personality. And this is, this is a tough one for sure, uh, because verse 26, at the end of it, Jesus says, um, if you want to be my disciple by comparison, you must hate everyone else. Yes, even your own life. I think a lot of us have a real issue with that, because here in the West, it's King Me. I mean, let's just face it. You grew up accustomed to serving you. Think about it. When you go out, they ask you, how you want things. You had a choice when when it came to school and the classes you got to take. Now, not all of them, but some of them, there's there's choices in everything, uh, day to day, what you're going to wear. Maybe you don't have a lot of choices right now, but you have a choice, right? And so the big issue here that that Jesus is trying to get us to approach is that we don't have a, a tough time writing other people off. But where we do have a tough time is writing ourselves off because we like serving me. And I'll be very straightforward and honest with you I like looking real good. You know, I like the mark where it's all about Pastor Andrew. I'm going to serve me. I'm going to look good. Like, I planned out these outfits for real, though. Because I'm like, man, like, this black on black and these jackets, like, it works perfect. But like I like so many times in life if I'm not careful, I get like that in the past I was really bad about this and I think that if we're not careful, we can we can be like this where it's like like I want the plan of God for my life. like I know like it's going to be good because I mean none of us want like you're all here today because you want to hear well done my good and faithful servant. Like, we're all here because we want to serve the Lord. Like, we, we love God, right? How many of you guys love the Lord in here? Come on, make some noise if you love Jesus. Come on, he's so worthy, and I love him. I love the reward and benefit of living in relationship with him, of having godly counsel around me, having people in my life that I know they've got my back. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't want to be rude when I say this, but I hate fake friends. Like, I used to have a lot of fake friends, and, and it really hurt me. It left me feeling like I couldn't trust people, but I thank God for the people that are around me. But if I'm not careful, my patterns can get the best of me. And um, I believe that right now, God will be speaking to many of us with one of these price tags that says fast entertainment. I know, I know that's a hard one because your pattern is is to binge Netflix before you go to bed. Your pattern is to, you know, indulge yourself like, it's not that big of a deal. It's just a little show, God. Like, what's one episode or two or three or five or, you know, of The Office? Like, I need to de-stress. Like, I need to decompress. Fast entertainment? <laughs> Can I get, like, another price? Like, like, your pattern, your personality, your preference has you turning to certain things when well, you got to be turning to God. But it's like, you want the mark of God in your life, and you're like, I want that but I need these certain things to help me be who you've called me to be? When the Bible said that Jesus is enough, that he's more than enough, that he's the beginning and the ending, the ending, like he's the Lion of Judah. Like he is all sufficient. He doesn't need anything. But yet here you and I are on crutches because we're constantly scrolling on our newsfeed. We're constantly looking to find out what the, what the next trend is. And God's like, I don't want you to keep up with the world. I want you to keep up with me. I want you to be where I'm at, but instead you keep going where the world's at. And I believe that, that for some of you, I, as soon as I hear, heard this from the Lord, I got off social media this week. I was like, mm-mm, <laughs> enough is enough. Like, I'm not going to look for the approval of others when I only need the approval of one. And you need to know that, that right now you may be in a season where God is, you know God is calling you to a public position, right? For each and every single person, whether you, are, whether you ever set foot on a stage, you are called to a public position of leadership as a follower of Christ because the world looks at something that is light when they're shrouded in darkness. You need to know that, my friends, that we are children of the lights. And so the world is going to have their eyes on you. They're going to be attracted to what's inside of you. Whether or not they even can understand it for themselves, whether or not they see it with their natural eyes, people are always watching you when they know that you're a follower of Christ. But what happens when you try to fit in? And Jesus is trying to help us take a look at this. Because if you want to be my disciple, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you your patterns. I remember... um, I remember many, not too long ago, um, not too long ago being in a place where, can you help me out with this? Being in a place where I needed help. Don't yank my arm off, bro. (laughs) Oh, easy, easy. My watch right there, thanks bro. Being in a place where um, I had it all together. Like, I thought I knew, knew it all. How many of you guys have ever been in a position of pride? We talked about this. Yeah. And, um, man, I'd go out to eat. And um, before we even sat down, I'm thinking about how our waiter, our waitress is not going to be up to my standards. I'm critical of the food before it comes out because I'm like, this is how it was last time. Like, no faith, no hope, no expectation. Like, like God loves me so much that he cares about all the little things. I'm like, nope. No, nope, this is the way. This is the way it's going to be, and I believe that that there are some people in here who would be like this. Not maybe necessarily in a critical or prideful way, but in the fact that if you want to follow Jesus, if you want to be marked, it's going to cost you your thinking. Again, I say it's going to cost you your plan, and involved with that is your thinking, because so many times we like to dissect and. and differentiate between how how things are supposed to be or aren't supposed to be, right? We're like, it's like this. It's like we're committed to the plan of God's, like God's purpose for our life as long as. What, as long as you can understand it? As long as you can think your way through things? When you know good and well that faith is not about thinking. It's not about feeling. Faith is what? Trusting. And, and I, I believe that, for some of you in this place, it's going to take some, some big letting go of your patterns, the way you're used to living, the people you're used to being around. And maybe, maybe you're not around a lot of people. Maybe the person is you. You have become so accustomed to the person that you like who you are. You're like, I don't need to change. And I was like that. Kayla told me, she's like, look, if you don't change the way, I'm so thankful for my wife. She said, if you don't change the way that you are and you're thinking, she said, you're going to turn into a grumpy old man and nothing will ever be good enough for you and you'll never be happy. And it stopped me dead in my tracks. I thought about it. I thought, is this the person that I want to become? And I believe that for, for some of us, for many of us, God may be trying to ask you that question. Are you willing to pay the price of fasting entertainment? so he can help you identify and see some things that he wants to change on the inside of you. Because if, if all you ever do is keep doing what you've always done, then what do you think you're going to get? What kind of results are we going to get? The same ones. And if we want to be marked, if we want to put this mark on, right? Black on tan, tan on black. Like looking good, feeling good. You're like, man, whoo, about to rock this message. And I'm I'm going about... I'm going about my message preparation in the same way that I've always gone. I'm like, got to have my coffee. God's like, you need to fast social media. I'm like, I need to see what's going on in the world. He's like, you need to pay attention to me. I'm like, let me just decompress a little bit. Try to, you know, keep up on the current Vision. I'm watching y'all. I see, I hear y'all. And God's like, no, 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 no. Your patterns are not what produce the results. You, you, we must remember the result God is after is obedience. No amount of us sacrificing what is working for them. Well, because of, you know, them doing a certain thing. Well, <laughs> pastor, <laughs> you know, January is already coming on. <laughs> so uh, fasting is over for the year. Like trying to hear a new thing, fasting, entertainment, I'm gonna cost me my thinking. These price tags suck. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. You can't think faith. You can't believe more, but you can trust God. And I think that a lot of us are committed to our patterns more than we are committed to God's purpose. And so I just wanna I want to challenge you guys to make sure that that we don't end up in a place where we're trying to look a certain way while not paying attention to the cost of our plans. Well, you know, it wasn't supposed to be like this. Those patterns of always having a certain thought pattern about how the the day is supposed to go. What if God is bigger than your schedule? Well, I need those extra overtime hours. No, you don't. You're not your provider. Quit trying to think that you, that you need to have everything all together. Listen, if... <laughs> oh, man. We're just going to stop right there. Quit thinking you need to have everything together and start trusting. All right, the number three thing that's going to cost you is your comfort. Somebody say, ouch. Oh, this is not a price tag I like looking at. That's why I picked the expensive jacket for this one. So I'm like, oh, that one hurts. I'm like, I love looking good, right? I literally like i pay attention to this kind of stuff because i am i it's like i have a natural born charisma where I, I can i can feel vibes i know how things are supposed to feel or supposed to look or work out doesn't mean i necessarily care and that's back to my pattern if sometimes i just don't care what people think but that's that's a dangerous place you think that god wants me to not care what people think about me or what i do or or their feelings See that's 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 an ugly pattern. You don't want to live in that place, but somebody we can get sucked there, and our, our comfort can can cause us to get in a place where we um we like to think life is about us. Verse twenty seven says this: says if you don't carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. Now let's stop and think about the word cross for a second, because Jesus hasn't gone there yet. The cross was a symbol of humiliation of gruesome and brutal murder torture not murder but torture they they justified the way they killed these people because they were criminals but you and I were all criminals outside of christ and his love for us the blood that he shed for us this cross is the only thing that makes us worthy but to their horror This crowd of Jews heard Jesus say, if you want to be my my follower, you have to pick up your cross and follow me. He's thinking, this guy's demented. Remember, the cross isn't a symbol for them. It's not a piece of jewelry they wear around their neck or something that you've got on your watch. A public display of humiliation and torture. And you want me to carry that? Being marked is isn't about your comfort. It's not being crowned. It's about carrying a cross. And if you want this mark of God, the cost of this price tag is a really high one. It's going low. You know, in all society and all of culture and your entire life has been all about you, and about what makes you comfortable, about what makes life easy and normal for you. You want the mark of God on your life? Go back to the pasture. Go back to the last thing that God told you to do, to love the people and serve the people that don't notice you, that don't care about you. And he's saying, love them. I've called you to pray for them. But God, do you remember what
0: they did to me in fifth grade?
1: I said, love him. Pray for him. Go low. There's one last, one last trap that, um, one last trap that you have to be really careful you don't fall into. Alright, Kenny, this is your part. Come over here, bud. See, I've been watching Kenny. Yeah, up here. Kenny been eyeballing my mark. So I'm gonna get you to see if you can try this on. Go ahead, fit around your shoulders. Do not rip my jacket. But just pretend like you're gonna try this on. We're just gonna Yeah. We're just gonna see we're just gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna throw this over your shoulders and you know, like because this this jacket looks good on me right? We look at other people's Mark, we're like, ooh, they're walking that out so good, right? Pastor Andrew's killing it. I should be a preacher. God's called me to be a preacher. I'm I'm supposed to be a pastor. I'm supposed to to preach. And you up here walking around looking like this, when you know good and well, God's called you to something bigger and better. Go ahead. You know, just carry my shoes around for a little bit. See how how that works out for you. You know, because you can't fit into those either. But you know, you look good carrying them around, right? Like, it looks pretty good. You're like, you're thinking like, well, because of, you know, maybe we'll just drape this over your shoulder and be like, people, people maybe they won't look that close, and uh, they'll just think that this is your jacket, right? Like, that, that's my mark. That's my calling because, you know, it's on me, right? Like, it's, it's on him. It's good enough. Like, what, why do I really need to? But just you out there walking around like this, when you, when God has called you to something bigger and better, Thank you, you good, bro. It's so important that we take a very intentional look at the mark and call that God's placed on our life. Because that mark and call is not supposed to look like everybody else. It's not supposed to, to be and sound like everybody else. But you know what? You can accomplish that mark. But you can't pay the price for what it takes to get there. For each and every single person in this room, what I'd like you to internally recognize is that the cost has already been paid for you to be who God's called you to be. Philippians 1.6 says that I... I'm convinced of this thing, that he who began the good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ. Now, how many of you guys know God's called you because you're saved, right? Like, I'm born again. I'm a believer. Like, I'm a follower of Jesus. Like, I know that if right now something were to happen, earthquake, fire, hell, and brimstone, like, the, burning, the building burns down. Like, I'm going to be with the Lord. But that step of you going from from here to there, where you're, where you're walking in your identity, the calling that God's placed on your life, you're like, I can't do that. I, I, don't, I don't have what it takes because, like, I'm not that. Like, I messed up before. And, you know, you're right. Each and every single one of us, myself included, can't pay the price. But there was one who paid it all. His name is Jesus. And what I'd like you to, what I believe that God is just asking us to do is to internalize for just a few moments. We get ready to dismiss here to look at the areas of our life where we have not been willing to pay the price and see God going to the cross for us. Can you do that all over this room? Can you stand? And let's just behold the Lord for, for just a few moments here. Let's just see him high and lifted up. And, and let's, let's admit, come on, if you're in this room, nobody looking around. If you're in this room, you're in this place, maybe you're watching online right now and you feel like you've been trying to do things your own way, would you just slip your hand up? Let me know. Come on, I see that hand back there. Come on, I see that hand. And let's just let's just begin to sing this song and recognize that we need to repent and we don't have to do it on our own. Come on, if you raise your hand, you needed to raise your hand, you wanted to raise your hand, meet me here at the altar. Let me pray over you guys real quick. And let's just thank God for the price that he paid. Come on. Come on, no matter where, you, where you're at, no matter what you've been going through, he wants to pay that price for you. Don't leave this place the same. Come on, prayer partners, I need you to come. Come on, if you raise your hand, come on down, guys. Thank you, Lord.
0: You paid the highest. Oh praise the one who paid my debt and raises life from the dead. Oh praise. Come on, he's moving,
1: guys. Come on, just let go of those things. Let go of those patterns, those plans. Come on, let's thank Him for the price that He paid. Come on, if you're in this place and you've been trying to pay that price, don't keep trying to do that. Come on, Jesus paid it all. Come on, can we thank Him for the price? Come on, that mark for you, it's too high. You can't pay that price. Come on, we're going to keep singing that. Just keep focusing on. See Him paying that price for you to be who He's called you to be, to go where He's called you to do, to do what He's called you to do. Come on, you can come leave those things down here at the altar. Come on, don't miss this. He thank you, God. Come on, let's thank him. Thank him. Thank you, God.
0: Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Our sins and the grace of death. He brought us To the heavens, your faithfulness stretches to the sky. Amen.
1: Wow, come on, what a price. What a price. Can we sing that one more time, Angie? Jesus, Jesus. Come on, all over this place. Let's reverence. Reverence him, reverence his bloodshed. Sin had left a crimson stain. Where we couldn't pay the price. He washed us white as snow. Oh, come on. Can you thank him today? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you paid the price for me, that my life was worth it, that I'm valuable in and of myself to you. Come on, before I ever do another thing, I'm valuable. Come on, I'm marked by God. I know he's chosen me. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I kept telling myself we were gonna get out of here at 1230 today, but you know what? That's okay. God was moving. We had a rededication to Jesus this morning. I know, I know, I was touched. I was healed, God set me free. How many of you guys feel freedom? Yeah. Come on, hallelujah, yeah, come on, thank God. You're worthy,
0: you're worthy.
1: Oh, praise the name. Hey! Praise the name. Praise the name of Jesus forevermore. You're worthy. You're worthy. Okay, my friends. Well, let's go. Oh, oh, one more time. One, two, three. Let's go. Love people. Lead well. All right. Come on. You guys are dismissed. Hope to catch you at one of our groups this week.